Welcome back, everybody. We're here with another episode of True Crime on Easy Street. My name's Katie Givens. I'm still not a lawyer. I'm Kelly Turner. I'm not a doctor. My name is Scott Wright. I'm a mediocre journalist, and I'm going to take dummy to a new level today, guys. I have no idea what it is we're going to talk about. I don't know if it's going to be a high or a low, hmm. but I'm taking dummy to a new level today, so okay. hold my beer. Yeah, you barely knew that we were meeting today. So. <clears throat> I know. I almost didn't make it on time, and I thought you were going to be late, so I already made plans to be late myself. And you were. And I was the last one here today. Yeah, so you were late. Apologies. Yeah. Well, that's okay. We, You know what? We forgive you. Thank you. It was my turn to be late. It was. Katie yeah. was late last week. You were late the week before. It was my turn in the rotation. Yeah. We all we all take a turn. We can't arrive here in the studio at the exact same time. That did happen once, and it was a weird show. That <laughs> I messed with our rhythm. Yeah. That one show that you don't like, that was the day. That was the day we all showed up at the same time. Exactly. Um, I think we have a shout-out. I know we have you a shout-out. Yes. You got the you got the, the email. I saw the uh you saw it, first. it was on Facebook. Okay. A lovely Facebook message. Very nice. Yeah, from Jessica Laney. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being a listener and thank you for the wonderful suggestion. She had some fantastic There was no doubt that she listened to the show because she was very specific about things the things that she liked about each of the three of us in yes. her relatively long message and at the end she said sorry for the long message but listen we don't mind that oh we loved it yeah it wasn't long enough for me you <laughs> yeah. could have said some more nice things about us if you had wanted to <laughs> you know scott's a reader he, he i does. do like to read he does he yeah. does well thank you so much jessica and we appreciate those <laughs> suggestions and I, I as i understand it she has some cases she wants to suggest to us but she's trying to collect her thoughts on those and then she's going to get those to us so We'll be ready for that. If she we'll learns how to right. collect her thoughts, please pass that information along because I'm <laughs> 53 years into trying to collect mine and it's still not working out. <laughs> we would love some pointers on that. <laughs> please. Um, all right. This is shaping up to be a fun summer. I know it's not summer. Mm-hmm. Scott gets mad when I say it's, it's no, I don't. season before a season. That's, we've got another month until summer is officially here. We do. But it's going to be um, a very fun summer. We're going to round out May. It's going to be great. And in June, we've got some surprises. Yes, we do. Is this your excitement that you finally have one of your kids off the books? I mean, you, you, <laughs> you've got a high school graduate now. And, I do. And you're thinking about what travel plans with the extra cash that you'll have on hand. I since. can't wait to have money in my pocket. <laughs> Parents with kids in college are laughing. You guys don't have yeah. seniors we do. this year. So. Yep, seniors. So this is going to be a great summer for me because you guys will be in a much better mood than you have been since I've known you on this <laughs> podcast. I'm assuming, right? I mean, don't count on it. Yeah. yeah. I'm aiming too high. Watch me aim lower when I am the dummy today. Uh-huh. Yep. Do that. All right. So this week we have a palate cleanser. This is a palate cleanser that Scott found. And that's, that's not the only thing we're doing this week. But, right. But we do have but, them. We yeah, put them yeah. In. yeah if, if it was, this would be a short show because this is only about two minutes long. <laughs> Scott had to get his, his words in today. Yeah. All right, Scott, what, it, what is going on in the, in the crazy So story? last week, the Associated Press reported, it was on May the 15th of this year, uh, in Colorado, a driver was pulled over for speeding. Hmm. And he tried to switch places with his dog to avoid being arrested. <laughs> The cop sitting Arrested. behind him. Well, that'll make sense in a second. Okay. The cop sitting in the car behind him watched the driver grab his dog from the passenger seat, flop it behind the steering wheel, and then crawl over the gear shift and try to sit in the right side of the car. And then the guy got out of the car. Maybe he realized that that wasn't going to be the thing that was going to save him, and so he started to run. And he left his dog behind. The dog, he just the dog had a way home. He just left the dog to be arrested. Maybe so, he took okay. the keys with him. But you said this was in Colorado. Yeah, it was in a town called Springfield, Colorado, which is about 1,300 people over on the eastern side of the state. So 1,300 people, that's about the size of Cedar Bluff, Alabama, where, where I live. Is that where the Simpsons live, or is that Springfield? That's Springfield, Illinois. Illinois. Okay. All right. Just Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so the man... Uh, tried to convince the cop that he was not behind the wheel of the car and clearly showed signs of being intoxicated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is all starting to make sense now, right? Uh, he got about 20 yards away from the police before they tackled him. <laughs> Took him to the hospital, determined that he was certainly inebriated, and uh, 
was charged with driving under the influence and or drugs and driving while his ability was impaired. Oh, we also had previous warrants for arrest, so. Oh, no. What were nope. those? No, we're, I, it doesn't it mention doesn't that say. in the article, and it doesn't mention what happened to the dog. I assume oh. after the whole thing, maybe everybody left in a huff, and the dog's like, well, shit, I guess I'll just drive myself home. <laughs> well, so, okay. I don't there know. There wasn't a charge, like, animal endangerment, or is there, is that a such thing? The dog was driving. How is he in danger? <laughs> oh, wow. What kind of dog is this? <laughs> it doesn't say. Oh, that. see, that and is. I, and I'm scrolling down trying to find a dog. I mean, if it's a Yorkie, then nobody's buying that. <laughs> At least if it's a German Shepherd, maybe somebody would think, well, he can reach the pedals. He's tall enough. Yeah. Or she, I don't but, know. Yeah, but it, it didn't go into that much detail. It was a. I, I really wanted to know more about this. It you know what, buddy? That dog is no longer man's best friend because you just abandoned him. Yeah, not that man's best friend. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so there's our palate cleanser oh. for today. I almost I wish, you know, because the, the, the police officers have the body cams. Yeah. I just wish I could see the video. I would love to see that switch <laughs> taking place. Hey, Fido, listen, just trust me. I know what I'm doing here. You sit here. I'll sit there. And then he panicked and ran. Yeah, I really need to know what kind of dog. <laughs> I've got to. I'll I've see if I can you. follow up and um, oh. you, you put, keep this story going. That's you put right. one of my dogs behind the wheel and they're going to be like. <laughs> it would take both of your dogs to drive. One oh, in okay. the floorboard working the pedals and the other one working yeah, the wheel. There's no chance. That's true. And my dog's not even heavy enough. If she no. pressed her foot on the pedal, it wouldn't do it. No, she could stand her whole body on yeah, the pedal. Yeah, she weighs four pounds. That's not happening. Poor Tilly. I know. What about Buford? He Buford, can't, he can't he, drive a car yet. He weighs 10 pounds. So no, yeah, if he hasn't learned by now. He's 13. Well, if he hasn't learned by now, he's never going to learn. Buford can't see. <laughs> and he's blind in one eye. He's very old. Yeah, he's yeah. very old. Oh, okay. No, I have an, an elderly, I guess, dog. Yeah. Because she's about to be 13. Oh, wow. She's a wine. I don't know how to... Is it wine runner? Is that how you say it? I sure. imagine if I were German, I could say it and it would sound really pretty. Yeah. There'd be a V in there where a W is. <laughs> but, uh, I but, I, but I'm not. So, yeah. anyways. But she is a very... If Buford was to ever get behind the wheel of the car, he would be at this age, uh, at this point in his life, he would be wearing the checkered hat with ear flaps. He's the <laughs> old guy. I mean, he is literally that person. So. Okay, well, how old is Buford? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, well, she's yeah. about to be thirteen in July, and uh, I actually have a, a a story. Her name's Carly. Mm-hmm. Carly Turner. I've met her. AKA the most beautiful girl in the world. That's what we say to her uh, daily. Okay. She Aww. is the most beautiful girl in the world. But she loves to, when Kevin's mowing the yard, she loves to run around with him. And, and she kind of can't do it as well as she used to now. Because yeah. her hips are kind of weak and she has arthritis. That's so are Kevin's. That's why he doesn't push mow. That's right. He does the, the zero mm-hmm. turn. Zero, what is it? Zero yeah, turn. Zero turn whatever that thing yeah. is. Anyways. So we get to missing Carly the other day. About two and a half hours. I'm walking around the neighborhood. I can't find her. He's looking around. Katie's looking around. We can't find Carly. And she's an outdoor dog. She is an outdoor dog, yeah. but she's, again, as I said, she's old, and so she doesn't stay gone long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as we are looking, Kevin walks to the back of our property where there's a pond. Part of the pond is covered by some trees, some low-hanging right. limbs and things like that. He hears a splash, and he goes and he looks, and there's Carly. She is sitting in the pond. All you can see is her head. She has tried to claw her way out. She's tried she's to stuck claw, in the little pond. She's stuck. She tries to claw her way out up the bank, but her hips have just given out. Aww. He said you can see where she had clawed up the bank. And she was just sitting there, just waiting to be rescued. Just done. And he is he hit, he did. He had to like hold on to a tree, pull her out oh. and all that. The dog has never been able to swim. And she's never even tried to swim. Mm-hmm. She fell in the pool one time and just sank. Kevin had to jump in and get her out then. And she looks like she would be able to swim. Oh, she totally looks like a water dog, but yeah. not. She just doesn't even know what to do, and she doesn't even try. She's like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Here's darkness. Here's how it ends. My old friend. <laughs> <laughs> floating down the pool. Um, but anyways, he pulls her out, and she is so tired. And so she spent the next day or two just really laying around and not doing anything. And now she's fine. She's back. Fighting for her life. She's and good. didn't know if she was going to make it. Oh, and she just. And then the most apathetic person in the world had to rescue her. He is her hero. <laughs> he was her hero. Or that, my, my dog, you know, I've got two pugs for those who don't know. 
and the youngest one is named Percy, and there's there's nothing going on in his head. I think I don't know what happened when he went. I mean, he just bless his heart. He does not have a brain. But Ellison and I are home the other day by ourselves, and I'm doing some homework, so I'm not really paying attention to the dogs. And she's out in the living room, so I think she's playing with them. So I don't really hear them for a minute, and then all of a sudden I hear them. They're loud and they're running. They're being crazy, and she's yelling, saying, "They smell. They stink. Why do they smell like wet dog?" And I'm like, I know the story. I think I know how this ends. And I'm like, well, I don't know. And I come and look at him. Percy's soaking wet. Oh, Soaking no. wet. And I'm looking around the house like, what? how could he possibly be soaking wet? I look, the door to the garage wide open. And these are not outside dogs. These oh. are like, you know, they don't go outside alone. Mm-hmm. So he has, they've managed to both sneak. Somehow the door busted. Sometimes that door doesn't shut good. If you, if you know my house, all our doors don't work well. <laughs> and... um he, they, that door must have blown open. They have got out, and we have, like, this subdivision lake behind our house. They have got out. He's got in the they lake. all the way down to the all water. All the way down to oh the water. Oh, my gosh. He has got in the lake because the pool fences were closed, so it had to be the lake. And, I don't, and he's got in the lake. Come back. Pepper, my, the oldest dog, she, she did, has not gotten in the lake. She's just followed him around, I guess. They've managed to make their way back inside. I think Pepper tried to drown him and it didn't work. It may have. So she was like, oh crap. Or the half a brain between them. She's like, I'm not going in there. And I'm, no, and I'm pretty sure neither one of them can swim either. So oh I don't, gosh, yeah, so it could have been tragic. You're very lucky he got in so fast. Yeah, pugs yeah. don't really have uh-uh. enough, uh, their, their body to leg ratio is all wrong yeah. for any sort of flotation or, or, or swimming. I would think. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how both our dogs managed to try to drown themselves this week, but yeah. They did. It's what is what is I hope I didn't leave a sink running when I left the house. Yeah. I gotta go. I'll be back in thirty minutes. Yeah. Honestly, I thought, is there a bathtub upstairs that's got water? Like I was yeah. thinking, like, what has yeah, happened? Yeah, they couldn't have gotten out until yeah. they saw the door. Yes. Right. Oh gosh. It's, it's a tough time to be a dog this week. <laughs> well, it is on this show. Owners trying to get you arrested for driving. <laughs> Sitting in a pond for three hours, playing. taking a little swim in another yeah. pond. And you know that just that guy, he was like, "All right, look, I got one move left here. <laughs> I, I have got uh, outstanding warrants. I've been drinking. I'm driving. Thank God I brought the dog. Let's see if I can get away with this. Just I know it's not going to work, right? But what if it does? What if the cops is drunk as I am, and I get away with this? So you you can't blame the guy for trying." I mean, I no. mean yeah. anyway, man, police officers see it all. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We should have an episode at some point where we just get some local officers on to tell some of their crazy stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, can they do that? Is that legal? I don't know. I don't even know. Let's it's, do it anyway. We don't have a lawyer here to ask. <laughs> no, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't know if that's legal or not. <laughs> Let's assume that it is illegal and move on to the next topic. Sounds yeah. good. I'm just now in my first criminal law class, so, yeah. you know. It's four years Basics. before we'll have a uh, night school lawyer on the staff mm-hmm. here at True Crime on Easy Street. I know. Yep. Looking forward to that. We are. Yeah. It's very exciting. <laughs> so today we have a story that is a local story. It's it's from Huntsville, Alabama. Now, we've been to Huntsville Man, before. We've been to Huntsville a few times. Yeah, we went there for the uh, Dr. Wilson episode, mm-hmm. the um, op- and the, yes. uh, the the teacher uh, and uh, the uh, school, bishop, yes, who shot UAH. Yeah. Um. Is that the only? I feel like we've been. We've been a couple of other times too. I, might, I guess I might the city have of looked Huntsville. Back. I guess. I mean, Huntsville is a. I don't want to call it an international city, but it's a city where the 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 space industry and rocket technology. Mm-hmm. So it draws a lot of people mm-hmm. from outside the state of Alabama, and I'm not trying to blame the craziness in Huntsville on people from outside the state. Goodness knows we've got plenty of crazies right here. Oh, in Alabama. definitely. We do. But, you know, it is sort of a city that draws people from all over the world. I mean, scientists and mathematicians and engineers. So And and uh, home of the trash pandas. And yes. the trash pandas That's if you're in a minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's sort of one of those magnet-type cities that draws a lot of people, so... It's the most populated city in the state now. And the fastest growing. I love Huntsville. I love going. I don't go that often, but I love it. It's a great place. It's a great place. They have all kinds of wonderful things. Unfortunately, all that doesn't really make it onto our podcast. Mm -hmm. No, that's not what we do. We apologize, Huntsville. (laughs) We do love Huntsville and and all the wonderful things in Huntsville. But this did take place in the Huntsville area today that we're going to talk about it. I'm going to start by talking about 37-year-old James Capello. He goes by Jim. 
So we will call him Jim. All right. Jim was a husband and a father. Jim was self-employed as an investigator. So he's a he's a private eye. Cool. I know. That's a that's a cool job. Sounds good. I've known one person who used to be a private eye, and she has some of the most fascinating stories. I'll bet. Oh, I bet. Oh, they're, they're yeah, I have, a, I have an ex-girlfriend that I stay in touch with, and she always, her second profession, she always said, if, if the nursing thing doesn't work out, I'm going to become a private investigator, and I'm going to change my name to Charlie Malone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she hey. already had the whole thing planned out. But anyway, so private eye, sure, it sounds fun. Yes, yeah, so uh, he was known to be very dedicated to his clients, putting in long hours. He truly had a desire to help people. His company was called the Capello Investigative Agency, and it was located in Huntsville, Alabama. As I said, Jim was a husband and a father. His wife of eight years was Marjorie Nicole Capello. She was aged 33 at the time of this event. Um, she went by Nikki. Okay. When, so when did Jim this happen? Jim and Nikki. This is gonna. This is in um, 2018. Got it. So very, fairly recent. Five mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Nikki was a charge nurse at the North Alabama Specialty Hospital in Athens, Alabama. So Jim and Nikki had a four-year-old daughter named Riley. They had just bought a new home. They were planning to do some renovations. By all accounts, should have been a very exciting time yeah. for the couple. Yeah, you're starting your life home. together. Yeah. New home, young daughter, just a world of promise. But oh, this is a true crime podcast, so things were not Hint. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't make it onto our podcast and your story has somewhat of a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Usually not. So there was trouble. Jim confided in family that he believed Nikki had developed an addiction to narcotics after having to take painkillers for a back injury. Not an uncommon occurrence. Right. Unfortunately. Very easy to get addicted to painkillers. So Jim and others had witnessed Nikki falling asleep at odd times, even during meals. Now, Jim told his family that he'd started to investigate his own wife. So. He's married, you know, she's married to a private eye, so he's going to look into it. And um, his line of thinking, according to his family, if he could prove that she was addicted to these painkillers, he believed that he could build a case and get custody of their daughter if they split up. You know, it's still somewhat difficult for fathers to gain full custody Mm -hmm. of their children. Even these, like, in, extenuating circumstances. Yeah, even in 2023. Yeah. And so he, he wanted to get all of his ducks in a row. And, and if she is, you know, addicted to painkillers, he wants, you know, all that brought to light. They're just not happy in their marriage. Yeah. And he's probably had plenty of cases like this as a private investigator. So he knows mm-hmm. every hurdle he has mm-hmm. to clear mm-hmm. in order to possibly get custody of the daughter if... Right. She is on narcotics. Right. So Jim told his sister, her name is Jamie Weist, I believe is how you say that. W-E-A-S-T. I know, Weist? I saw that too. I would say Weist, yeah. Yeah, Weist, so. okay. Uh, if not, my apologies. Yeah. Um, but he tells his sister Jamie that he had put a tracker on Nikki's car, and he was going through her bags to find evidence. Oh. Now Jamie, Jim's sister, she recalls Nikki's odd behavior. While the Capellas were visiting them in their Florida home in April of of 2018, Mm -hmm. that was for Jamie's uh, twins' birthday party. Okay. They go down for the family birthday party. And Jamie witnesses Nikki, quote, almost face-planting in the dinner, end quote. So sitting at the table, dinner with the family, and she's... Almost face-planting. And that's... You're going to tell us what drug it is that she is assumed to be Just as painkillers. Just 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 painkillers. Xanax or whatever. Opiates of some sort. All right. Mm -hmm. So at one point, Jim finds a bottle of insulin in his home, and he actually snaps a photo of it, and he sent it to a friend, but he wasn't really sure what it was at the time. Mm -hmm. The last week of August, Jim presents all of his findings and facts to Nikki's family and says he he wants to have an intervention. Now, all of this is according to his sister, Jim. Mm -hmm. 
Now, this intervention, unfortunately, would never happen. Sounds like it's time for one. Yeah. This was in August. But on September the 21st, 2018, Jim Capella did not report to work. Now, Nikki files a missing persons report. And so then an investigation begins to happen. And as it unfolds, they are going to discover that Jim was having an affair with a colleague, Laura Burks. Now, Laura says that on this day, Jim called in sick, which was a rare occasion. But when he called in, he was slurring, incoherent. Mm -hmm. I mean, she couldn't understand what he was saying. Basically, the last thing that Laura said to him was, I can't understand a word you're saying. You're going to have to text. And she hangs up. And um, so on September the 22nd, he's still reported missing on the 21st. No one's heard from him. Phone calls are not being answered. Texts are not being answered. This is very unlike him, especially with Laura. The lady lady he's having the affair with. I mean, they are in constant contact. And their colleagues. So they they talk a lot. So the next day, Nikki calls her close friend, Crystal Anderson, and tells her that Jim is not really missing. Imagine you are Crystal and imagine getting this call. So the wife is called. Her friend. The wife has called her friend. Now imagine this. She calls her and she says, Jim is not really missing. She tells her she killed him with insulin. Uh. And asked her to come over and help dispose of the body. Now, Nikki pauses. She puts Crystal on hold. Hey, I mean, basically calls and says, hey, Jim's not really missing. I killed him with some insulin. Can you help me come move the body? Wait, hold on a minute. Wait, hold It's not Can funny. Can you imagine being, I mean, like, being Crystal? Like, yeah. what the, what? Yeah, think about what I just said while you're on hold. Yeah, hold on just a minute. And then she, she puts her on a, on a hold, and then she comes back on the line, and she tells Crystal, Oh, never mind. Don't worry about it. Um, I've got another friend that's going to come help. Thanks. Bye. Huh. So Crystal is, yeah. I'm guessing yeah. that's uh, that was a hole in Nikki's plan. Crystal is very disturbed by this phone call. Yeah. As one is. So much so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so much so that Crystal does the right thing, and she immediately calls the police. Well, you got to. And she reports everything that has just happened in her concern and everything. So, patrol officers respond, and they go to the house. One officer goes to the backyard. The other goes to the front door. The officer in the front gets Nikki to the door. Asked her to step out on the front porch to speak to him. And when she did, he says he smelled this terrible odor. <clears throat> it's the odor that if you ever smell it, you know exactly what it is. And that is a decomposing body. You know? I never have and I hope I never do. Yeah. Same, but I've always heard everyone who's ever Same, said yeah. they smell it. It's, right. When you, you know, when you smell it, you it's, just, it's it different than anything any, else. Yeah. Right. So now if you go back to season one of our show... And you remember we had Stacy Smith on. Mm-hmm. Stacy has smelled this. Yes. To the point of when she tried to watch the Dahmer uh, series, mm-hmm. and they're talking about that, she literally had to stop the show and go throw up. I mean, really? be sick because she she could see that and she she could that she smell. could smell it. Yeah. Well, and our yeah. friend Stacy, if you don't remember, she's involved in. Uh, until she retired, was involved in law enforcement for yes. 30 years as uh, mm-hmm. Alabama Law Enforcement Agency, what used to be the, she was on the Water Patrol, mm-hmm. but now it's part of the state agency. And they were, the they state used troopers to, and the, the Water Mar- Patrol and the Marine Police. Marine Police. Mm-hmm. But she's been doing that for a long time until yes. she retired. And so she has, and she says, that never, it's, mm-hmm. it's the most awful thing. Yeah. And so this officer immediately smells this and goes, this, this is not good. So he's going to detain her there on the porch. The officer in the back is going to spot a small, freshly dug grave. So then they call in the investigators. And mm-hmm. one of the investigators' last name was Danoon, D-E, capital N-O-O-N. Capital D-E. Yeah, Danoon. So he said that once they start approaching the house, he can smell it too. So he speaks to Nikki, and he asks her if he could look inside the home. He reported that she became very nervous about that. Um, 
but agreed that he could search the home, but said he could not go into the garage. Well, now, wait a minute. <laughs> well, that's a red flag. Guess where he wants to go. Yeah. I'm not but he much can't. of an investigator, but I think right. I know where the body is at this point. Right. But he can't because she is okay. not giving him permission. So he does search the home. Now, the um, Huntsville Police Department obtained a search warrant, and they find Jim's body on the floor of the garage. Now, according to investigator Danoon, Jim was lying on his back on top of a tarp, and both of his feet had been set on the floorboard of the car, almost like someone was trying to load him into the vehicle, pulling him along the tarp. He's still actually lying on the floor, but his feet are in the vehicle. So you can, I mean, this is just my speculation, okay, but but you can kind of see. So she gets off the phone with Crystal, Mm -hmm. the one she first called. Right. Crystal immediately calls the police. In the meantime, she's trying to move the body Mm -hmm. and gets interrupted by them showing up. It, it's plausible. She had tried to dig the hole, the 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 mm-hmm. probably, grave yeah. in the backyard, and maybe realized I can't dig a grave, so now I've got to put him in the car and take him somewhere else. It's plausible, right? Mm-hmm. I I'm mean, not, yes, just speculation, right? That's right. what it's. It's what it seems like. Yeah. Okay. And the fact that she said to Crystal, "He's not missing. I killed him with insulin." Is That's also a fairly incriminating. Yes. So <clears throat> they find syringes in Nikki's nightstand by her bed. As they're doing their investigation. So Nikki is taken to the Criminal Investigations Division for questioning. Now, Danoon had a brief conversation with her and told the court that she acted like really nothing had happened. You know, she got nervous about them searching the place, but then once the questioning started, she sort of just acted like nothing nothing had happened. So she's not admitting to anything. Okay. He asked her, quote, you know I went inside. You know I found him, right? And she responds, quote, yes, I knew he was there. End quote. All right, well, she's not admitting to anything. In the meantime, the medical examiner is going to rule the death um, of Jim poisoned by insulin. Okay, so let's think she's mentioned insulin. Yeah, he has seen it. He's taking a photo of it. Right. There are syringes in her nightstand. And now the medical examiner has said, mm-hmm. you know, because if you don't need insulin, it will kill you. Right. If you're injected. And that affects your, the, your, the sugar level in your blood, yes. right? It's, it's, if you have diabetes, you may have to have insulin. Right. Because you do not have enough. You have too much sugar in your blood? It depends on the type it, of it, diabetes. There's both, there's both types of diabetes, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but but insulin is used to to help regulate that, and I bet regulate may not be the right. But if you have diabetes, you may or may not have to have insulin. But okay. if you do not, you do not need insulin. For any it is toxic. At all. Right. Yes. And she's a nurse; she would know this, mm-hmm. right? So investigators go to the hospital where she worked as a charge nurse. And remember, I said that was the North Alabama Specialty Hospital in Athens. Now, look this up. It's still a hospital there. has really great reviews. Uh, don't want anybody to um, think badly of the hospital um, based yeah. on listening anybody to Anybody can our, be subject of a theft. Yeah. Listening, is, I think, where you're headed. Right. Like. Right. Listening to our case today, you know, don't, don't yeah. take that and, and, and hold it against this hospital. Um, they seem to have very uh, – they're – Patients there, people who were former patients, seem to have been very pleased with the care that they received there. But what they're going to do is, is the investigator's going to talk to her co-workers. And her co-workers said that she was very open about the fact that she was having problems with her husband. And reportedly told them that the only way she would be free of him would be if he was dead. Hmm. The hospital staff also went back through the medications inventory and found that insulin was, in fact, missing with no record of any patient needing it. There was nothing to indicate that Jim or Nikki needed insulin for any reason. There was no reason for it to be in the home. The daughter didn't need it. 
Jim, Nikki did not need. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Investigator Danoon said that Nikki claimed she accidentally brought a bottle of insulin home from work, that it was an accident. Like this was just in my pocket. Like she just didn't mean to, to do this. To bring it home. So, let's review our evidence before I turn everything over to Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, she calls her friend and pretty much admits to the crime. Sounds incriminating. Syringes found in the nightstand. Her husband dead in the garage. Ruled an o- like an insulin. I guess it would be an overdose of insulin. Yeah. Whatever. A poisoning by poisoning. insulin. Poisoning. So the medical examiner did find insulin. Oh, yeah. in, insulin okay. poisoning. All right. Yeah. The freshly dug grave in the backyard. The fact that the body was trying. She was trying to move the body. The tarp. He was reported missing. The day before, the coworker saying that he did called in sick, but sounded. Off. The you know, coworker slash mistress. Yes, if your insulin is up, you know you you will it will it can mimic being intoxicated or even okay. a, a mental health issue. I mean, you you could be talking just out of your head or slurring or just not mm-hmm. quite right, which is what which fits this. Description. She reported he was doing. He was investigating his wife. Because he believes she had a pain killer addiction, opiates. Mm-hmm. He was trying to get custody. He wanted to get custody of the child in case, in case. Well, it sounds like maybe he wanted to maybe save the marriage if they were gonna if there was gonna be an intervention. Maybe he wanted to try and save the marriage, or his backup plan was if she won't admit that she has a problem. And I'm just speculating. Maybe no, that- if she won't admit she has a problem, then I'm gonna make sure that I get custody of our four year old daughter. And I think that's what his sister said that <clears throat> yes. that okay. divorce was the, his last option. Yes, okay. he, he wasn't. Even though he he was, it is reported that he was having an affair yeah. with a coworker. He was not interested in. He wanted to save his family. If there's no intimacy at home, sometimes you find other avenues for that. But still wanted to save the family if it was possible. That was his his plan, according to his family members. So they have Nikki in custody. Mm -hmm. And I will give it to Katie at this point. All right. Today's episode is brought to you in part by A&W Outdoor Services. You know, they're located right here in Cherokee County. And I called Alan myself just a few weeks ago. And he and his crew came out to my house, pressure washed the whole thing. It looks brand new. Well, as brand new as my house can possibly look after 25 years. But all I did was call Alan at 256-706-7964. He and the guys showed up and cleaned up everything. It looked fantastic. The pollen has fallen a little bit since then. So if you haven't done this already, now's the perfect time to call Alan and A&W Outdoor Services at 256-706-7964 and let them do for you what they've already done for me. It's time to plan your best vacation ever right here in Cherokee County, Alabama. Many outdoor adventures await. Wet a hook in beautiful Weiss Lake. Swing away at Cherokee Pines Golf Club. Climb to the best view around at Cherokee Rock Village. Hike the Little River Canyon National Preserve. Take a days-long splash at Pirates Bay Water Park. And much, much more. The Cherokee County Chamber of Commerce and Tourism has a full list of recommended lodging facilities, RV sites, and campgrounds, and they're all set up to suit your vacation needs, whatever they may be. So come see us from wherever you are, and if you already live right here in lovely Cherokee County, plan your summer 2023 staycation with the Chamber by visiting Cherokee-Chamber.org. We're proud to have another show sponsor, Faraway Tree Service and Sawmill. Faraway is a small, family-owned business with small-town values located right here in Cherokee County, Alabama. They can do big things for you. Call Faraway for anything you want done to a tree, or a lot of them. You want your trees removed? Call Faraway. 
You want your trees cut up and milled into lumber or ground into mulch? Call Farway. Farway is licensed and insured and can handle any job, big or small, from tree trimming to stump grinding and everything in between. So call Farway Tree Service and Saw Mill today at 256-393-5398. And this case starts off weird to begin with because in February 2020, she pleads not guilty, but then she has to be re-indicted in 2021 because she is origin. there's a clerical error in her indictment originally. She's originally charged with reckless murder and she has to be re-indicted for straight up murder. And so she pleads not guilty to both of those charges. So reckless murder, would that have been the case, Katie, if he had actually been a diabetic. Maybe so. administered the insulin. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, uh, and accidentally overdosed. Too much mm-hmm. or something. Is that what that would have been? Probably more like a manslaughter situation. Not premeditated. Because right. murder one is premeditated. I assume that's what they changed the charge to. Am I right? They, yeah, just murder. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. It's, not ca- she's not, it's not capital murder. Okay. Um, but yeah. And so her trial begins in May 2022. So... She's originally indicted in 2020, has to be re-indicted in 2021. Now we're in 2022. As we know, these things sometimes move slow. Sure. And we're hitting COVID during the middle of all this, which really slowed, yes. backed up the court system. Yes. So most of the evidence that's presented during trial is kind of circumstantial, which sounds weird to say when there's a body found literally in her garage. Yeah. But the medical examiner does testify and there was actually no insulin found in his body during the medical examination but that's also not too strange because the insulin doesn't stay in the body for several days after death okay so your body but, metabolizes but they, it and turns it into sugar and it goes into your blood or whatever i don't know right but the death was ruled but they they, they on his examination yes he ruled it so i was correct yes. in mm-hmm. that. Okay. Yeah, but they, they okay. yes and uh but the defense bases their whole case on the idea that without a medical cause of death, you can't prove that murder has been committed. But that's not the law in the Wait, state of but, Alabama. But we have proven that a murder has been committed because we have a, a dead 37-year-old man yes. in his garage. And the defense is like, prove how he died. Oh. And the medical examiner is like, insulin intoxication or uh, uh, whatever. Oh. And they're like, but there was no insulin in his body. The medical examiner's like, well, that's not really... How this works because we didn't find the body for days after. Because the medical the medical examiner is a doctor. Yes, and yes, and right. and testifies for the prosecution. Yeah. yeah, and maybe there are telltale signs that a medical examiner or a doctor would know. Maybe there's something about your eyes or something about your blood vessels or something about some other part of your body know. that tips off that hey, this uh-huh. is how you die. I don't know. Right, you may be about to. And the needle entry and. When you're injecting insulin, is so small that it doesn't leave a mark. Like so, there was no needle mark and no insulin. Well, I guess I understand the defense's argument. I mean, if, if you mm-hmm. can't prove there was insulin in his body and you can't prove that he was injected with a with a mm-hmm. syringe, then tell me how he died. And until you can, mm-hmm. she's not guilty of murder. That's so the, that that's is not the state's case. That yeah, that's the defense's case. But this also goes back to you know we're such in the world of oh DNA and mm-hmm. and all of this kind of kind of stuff. But sometimes. This type of circumstantial stuff is good evidence, I, and it's enough, but we'll see how that works yeah, out. Yeah, let's see what Katie tells us. Yeah, because Nikki's story is that she last spoke to Jim at 5 a.m. on Thursday, September 20th, Okay. but she couldn't prove that he was alive when she spoke to him then. Okay. She goes and files that missing persons report on Friday morning, takes her daughter to school, and then goes to her mother's. That's her story. Like, I, don't know, I don't know what happened to him in the meantime. He was he was missing, and well, I mean, yeah. I can, okay, all right. If that's your story, you got to stick to it, I right? Guess so. Yeah, but I then, say. you know, the prosecution's case is: you've told someone you've killed him with insulin. Yes, you were yeah. you were caught with said insulin. Yes, the man dies of what appears to be insulin poison. Yes. Uh. The fact that the doctor can no longer tell you what the cause of death becomes a lot less relevant when you've uh, no, when no, you've said to your best mm-hmm. friend, "Can you come help me with my husband's body? I've killed him with insulin." Yeah, and here's the insulin. They find it in your house. You're not and supposed to have it. It's been stolen from the hospital where you were. Hospital saying there's no. I get how these pieces are being. This is good evidence. Connected. Yeah, this is good evidence. Yeah. It's not just 
I know when people say circumstantial, it's just circumstantial. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, is it enough? I'll bet before we finish today, Katie says the word appeal. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm guessing. Maybe, I don't know. They do prove that she's the one that stole the insulin from the hospital. Oh, okay. Be- that helps. And. Words. She, you know, she's caught when she's reached out for help to dispose of the body. Yes. That friend testifies at trial. Um, Is that Crystal? That's Crystal. Yeah. And at the time that the the time that the police are catching her moving the body, Jim's family is on the way to the house from Florida to look for him. So that's where oh, that's her that, that's where her rush yeah. has started because his sister and all they're like, no, we're he he's missing. No, we're we're on our way. Like, mm-hmm. so they're on, they're on the way to the house. And so the pressure was mounting for her to get this body out of her house because it had been in there a few days. Right. And it doesn't really make sense why she wouldn't be reaching out to his family. Mm-hmm. My husband is missing. Everybody, please come help. Yeah. We've got to find him. Hit the panic button. Drop what you're doing. Get up here and help me find it. Other than, I mean, well, he's missing. I dropped my daughter off and went to my mother's bed. I don't know what happened, but he's missing. Yeah. And that is not good enough for his sister. Yeah. Well, that would, I, I agree with his sister. Mm-hmm. Well, when I not, watch The Price is Right, we don't know where he is. I mean, come on. Yeah. Exactly. So this trial lasts four days. And this is four days. We've got expert testimony and we've got witness testimony. And then the jury deliberates for less than an hour on Always that. Always a bad sign. Yeah. On that Thursday in May of 2022. And it's reported that there was an anxious feeling in the courtroom as everyone's waiting for that verdict to be read because they're just. There's just a lot of anxiety from everyone. It seems cut and dry, but you just never know. When mm-hmm. you hand it to 12 people or six or 12. Well, you never know. Minutes, You're right, because you Casey Anthony's still walking around. That's right. But that jury comes back, and they read the verdict of guilty. Okay. And then in July of 2022, she is sentenced to life in prison. And it is said that she showed no emotion at the sentencing. Like, she's just, she's d- dead face. I think some of that is coached, though, is it not, by a defense attorney? Probably. To not be very dramatic. Probably, but it, that, it, is, it was enough that, you know, the people interviewed talk about it. They're like, it, you know. She didn't make any friends of the jury. No. Basically. And then that sentencing, as they're telling her she's going to serve life in prison. She doesn't have any emotion. No emotion. And, of course, in March of 2023, the Alabama Court of Appeals upholds her murder conviction they're like so she did appeal they, the case on and i think all the, those grounds that we talked about i'm assuming you didn't have to find any insulin in his body etc mm-hmm. etc cetera, et cetera, et cetera. yeah and we're forgetting the main part of this is there's a seven-year-old child yes. involved in this oh, yeah. at yes. the t- and that's the family's main concern at this point mm-hmm. you know his sister and everyone but his sister does take in their seven-year-old daughter because riley did you say her name right yes yeah. riley mm-hmm. um She's got twins of her own. I think she might have had three children in total of her own. But we've got a dead father and a mother who's going to serve life in prison. Mm-hmm. And that's his family. That they're on record saying, you know, what were you thinking? Like, what what was your plan for this daughter? For your daughter? Well, everybody go- thinks they're going to get away with it, right? I- so her plan was to raise her daughter without dad in the picture anymore. And unfortunately, you know, the affair coming out. You know, people may and and will judge Jim for this, mm-hmm. but it also is a huge motive. Oh, of hers, yes. Yeah. To yeah, we didn't even mention that. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's the whole. I mean, she had a motive. I mean, to, in her deluded state, if she is on these uh, painkillers. Well, and she's she's opioids. People testify who work with her, who are friends with her. Her, she's very open about the marriages. Is. They're not happy, and she on the said, rocks. She talks about killing him. Yeah, and mm-hmm. him being dead is the only solution. And even now, we've got a Huntsville civil lawyer has filed a lawsuit because they want. He, they're trying to figure out why, why that because you're talking about motive, and they still. She, I mean, she's never come out and and answered anything because she doesn't have to testify at trial. She did not testify mm-hmm. at trial, but in a civil trial. You do. You don't have that same. Yeah. So he's trying to get compensation for their daughter. Mm-hmm. And the civil case had to wait till all the criminal proceedings were out of the way. So it hasn't progressed any yet because we just finished that appeal in, in March. March. Okay. So, like I said, she had the right to not testify in a criminal trial, but she won't be able to do the same in the civil lawsuit 
The attorney is also suing her former workplace, that North Alabama Specialty Hospital, because there are allegedly documents that accuse the hospital of not monitoring her efficiently enough to check and see that this medication is gone. Well, here's the deal. She was the charge nurse. Mm -hmm. So she would have had the, I mean, with a a charge nurse is sort of like the manager. Ah, yeah. That's why I say allegedly. And you know, lawyer's going to lawyer. If a new patient comes in, she makes sure all paperwork is correct. Am I I saying that correctly? Oh, well, she would, she is She tells everybody else what to do. Yeah, she's making sure the other nurses are doing what they're supposed to. So she would have, she would absolutely have access to the medications, Mm -hmm. probably more so than anybody on the floor. I mean, I'm not saying. Yeah. And it's an indication of trust if she is is being given the keys to the medicine cabinet. So she she had gotten the charge nurse. Yeah. She had gotten to. So I get the, the idea that, Hey, maybe there's a little dereliction of duty by this hospital. If you guys couldn't see, I mean, that's going to be the, the civil, That's their angle anyway. Yeah. yeah. If you Mm -hmm. couldn't see that she was compromised by her addiction and you put her in charge, then you're at fault too. So that would be their argument. I could definitely see that. And I I certainly support um, these folks who are trying to get the, get Riley what she needs. Yeah. And they've got a big insurance policy and everybody who's a civil defense or a civil. You go after who has the insurance. That's it. That's the hospital has very good insurance and they'll get a settlement. They'll get some, probably some, you know, put Riley through college and get her life started and, and i hope so i mean i yeah. I, I, I hate that I'm, yeah i don't think the hospital's if they're, fault but yeah, I don't well, that's hospital. just kind of the way the legal system works in this right country. but i mean if there was something that you know was overlooked or not done properly then Could that's but i mean maybe everything's on the up and up and yeah. maybe it was but you're right and and at the end of the day this is why you have insurance yeah. when you're a hospital or you're a doctor or, any of these or you're not like either for long yeah. If you don't. Right. Yeah. So we wish Riley and her aunt, all the family, all the best. Yes. Um, and hope that, because uh, you said she'd be seven now. Mm-hmm. Seven. She should be seven, I we think. We have uh, updates down the road. And, and like we do with all the other cases that we've covered, yeah. if something comes across our desk, Katie's desk or your desk, because <laughs> I don't usually, if it's not a dog driving a car, I don't find it for some reason. <laughs> but whatever, whichever desk it comes across, if there's an update, we'll let you guys know about it. But yeah, yeah Nikki's moved on to Tutwiler, so that's where she of now course. resides. Yeah. There's a, we've talked about a, a lot of uh, Alabama ladies who are in Tutwiler, mm-hmm. or some who used to be and some who I wonder if anybody are. at Tutwiler Women's Prison in the state of Alabama listens to True Crime on Easy Street, the podcast. I'm <laughs> curious know. to know if that's even accessible to them. I don't and know. And if it is, huh. if you're out there and you're listening, yeah. uh, drop us a line. Let us know. We so will give you a shout out. This, uh, this <laughs> or maybe so, we won't. Speaking of, we think that's a bad idea. Yeah. Speaking of residents of Tutwiler, when this episode drops, mm-hmm. that is one day before Judith Ann Neely's uh, yeah. parole hearing is it's scheduled for Thursday, May the twenty fifth. And we will have an update about that. I'm assuming next time we all get together. In we the sure studio. will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her um her hearing is on the day of graduation. Yeah, and she's not. You know, last time it was waived. Mm-hmm. She just. Do you think? Do we think she's going to do that again? I would think she already would by this point, right? Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, yeah, I think she's, she's not... going through it. Look, have you guys seen the Shawshank Redemption? Do you remember the old guy who finally got out and got yeah. the job at the grocery store and hung himself because he was institutionalized? He'd been in the penal system so long that when he got out into back into society, he didn't understand how to function. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Judith Ann Neely is that pragmatic about the rest of her life, but there's got to be a, a comfort level. She's probably in charge of her gang. If there is oh, one there oh, inside the prison, oh. or, you know, I mean, she's, oh, sure she's institututionalized. Yeah. She's been there for over 40 years. She is. She, she gets three meals 50s? a day and a place to sleep. Is she in her 50s? 58? She was, she's a couple of years older than me, so mid to late 50s. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere. I mean, she does have children, though. But also just. She's six years older. Also, me. just wanted so to tell 50. everybody a spoiler alert if you've not seen Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Red doesn't make it. Sorry, it's, uh, that's 94, so you should have seen it by now. If you've not I seen haven't. Shawshank, it's on of television. Of course, Katie hasn't seen it. It's on television every Sunday afternoon. I swear to God, one Sunday we're just going to we're gonna bring in a TV, mm-hmm. and we're going to turn on the mics, and we're going to watch movies, and just get Katie's reaction to all the movies that we've seen. 
that she has. I know. To Before we started recording, we were talking about movies, and I say, when I sit down with y'all, I feel like I've never seen a movie ever. It's like I've never seen one of mine. You haven't seen the ones we have. And I watch movies. It's not like I'm one of those people who's like, I don't watch TV. No, I mean I do. I guarantee you, you can turn on cable television right now. Mm-hmm. Shawshank is on. It's somewhere. on somewhere. It's we don't. On we don't all have cable. The time. Yeah. Is it not a horror movie? No. It sounds no, like a horror no, movie. No, no, no. It's called the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, it's based on a. Stephen uh, King is story. Shawshank a person? It is Shawshank is the King. prison. Shawshank is the name of the prison. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I'm off the screaming at their uh, their radio. Right? Oh, <laughs> we're gonna Sorry. make her watch that so that she knows what we're. I'll put it on. I've got a list. I'll put it on the list. I'm not going to. I'm not going to rewatch it with you guys. I've seen it like. I think I know all the dialogue. Probably. I mean, I think I could recite it. If you turn the volume down, I think I could do the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman is in it. He is fantastic. Okay. Tim yeah. Robbins, fantastic. I've just, it's always on. I've seen it so many times. I'm done. Yeah, it, and it was, it. I think we've talked about this, but briefly, it was a. It was sort of a bust at the box office, but when it came out on VHS, I think it ended up that next year, maybe 95, being the most rented video mm. in the country. Huh for one year or for that year after it came out on video because everybody the word of mouth yeah was out about it I did used to rent videos <laughs> did I'm you? not that young did All it right. through Netflix or did you go no the, did you ever the, get a actual, envelope in the mail from Netflix no you know I didn't even know that was a thing <laughs> to be honest like I kind of skipped that but Chris <laughs> when, when Chris Tillery when I was working at Alpha would still get Netflix in the mail you know they're stopping that like right they're, now yeah, but right I guarantee right you Chris Tillery still has a Netflix video on his Table. That he failed to return. Well, he didn't have a flat screen TV back then either. I think like he's still so. renting them until the, the final day. I, I think it's sometime this summer. If it hasn't already happened, I think it's sometime this month that they're yeah. going to stop I, that for good. I don't think Chris listens, so this is fine. He does. <laughs> I don't think so either. He, he'd be like a what? A podcast? He don't. He don't know what a podcast is. I guarantee you. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> trust him to sell us insurance, but not to listen to him. <laughs> and there's a shameless plug for Alpha, who's not uh, a sponsor. Right. You, know what? Uh, you could be. They are you now. could be. Yeah, I'm going to talk to Josh and Chris about that. <laughs> yep. So, all right. So, uh, as we go into this week of Judith Ann Neely's uh, parole hearing, uh, we will keep you updated, and we'll follow that closely. Or Scott will. I'll be in graduation. When we come back, we'll have a couple of college graduates. I'm sorry, high school graduates uh, in the family here at Drew Pilot E Street, and we will have uh, an update about whatever has come across our desk since then. So don't forget to give us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice, say something nice about us, and leave your name so that we can give you a shout-out on the show. Visit us on Instagram and Twitter. We're always hanging out on those different websites, and uh, Facebook, of course, we always let you know what's going on. So check us out, hang out with us. And uh, we got anything else? Yes. Yeah. Is that it? Are we done? We're done. Good night, everybody.